0: we do every single Saturday on these airwaves my name's Casey Steve the voice of your valley and this is Citizen Watch on says News Talk 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS come on about to you said, Mariposa all the little towns in between, up and down the valley. In the uh, vicinity of our signal. That's for you, Marilyn. Every single Saturday on these airwaves, we have new music. Believe it or not, it's hard to believe. I know it's hard to believe. And I'm trying to get ready. Hey, uh, here we are. Saturday morning, June, what is it? 27th. The last Saturday in June. Man, I you, the year is a flying... Well, it went a little slow from, uh, what, March to uh, mid-May during the shutdown, but really has picked up during uh, the last couple of months. It's just picked up. So many things going on in the nation, in the world, in the news. And uh, are we going to get to this this segment? I think we should. There's so much much to get to here in the old show of shows. At the 6 a.m. hour, we replayed the speech from Memphis from Dr. King. His last speech that he gave, didn't know it at the time, ah, maybe, maybe he had some prophetic words in there about, if I don't make it with you, don't despair, I've seen the other side, we will make it. Of course, this was 50 years ago, over 50 years ago, that speech was given by Dr. King, a nonviolent protest movement, civil disobedience, sit-ins, those type of things. Uh, there was violence, but uh, not by... Dr. King and the protesters, the violence was brought to them. Anyway, just wanted to uh, replay that for folks, because we were running late in the editing department over here. I'll tell you, some of the staff didn't show up. Had to get some, uh, some things cut. Regarding the Merced City School District board meeting, this is something I've wanted to bring to you for a couple of weeks now, since it happened on June 9th. Over there at the, well, it's a virtual meeting. What do they call that? A Zoom. A Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Very interesting. They have them on YouTube where they archive their meetings. They may be on the board website. I don't know. But they're definitely on YouTube. You just type in Merced City School District. Now, there's 21 school districts, folks. So if you you put in high school or something like that, you you might get the wrong one. They have their meetings evidently on Tuesday in the evening. This particular meeting went about three and a half hours, four hours. The last one they had on the 23rd went six hours. I haven't had a chance to review that. Seems to be a lot of dead space in there. People couldn't log on, this type of thing. But uh, anyway, the board meeting, kind of interesting. Of course, you know, they got a new superintendent over there, Dr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, uh, they got Dr. Rogers over there. Everybody's a doctor. Wait till you hear this meeting. It's like being in a hospital. Lunchroom. Anyway, uh, Dr. Rogers has come over from, uh, hails from Sacramento, the Delta. Uh, Came down, I think he's down here now. I think he's living down here now. Uh, They have a lot of issues over there, not only at the Merced City School District, but all the school districts about what to do about how to teach your kids. Now, you would think, for my Merced Merced County Times, you would think the three R's, or is it the four R's? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now, I guess it's the three R's. Uh, you would think those would be kind of timeless, but boy, they're not. They're really having some problems over there at the Merced City School District, as well as some of the other districts. Merced County Office of Education, Asif, Office of Education, came up with some guidelines for opening schools. Uh, it's here in the Merced County Times this week's edition, June twenty-fifth, anniversary of Michael Jackson's uh, unfortunate death. June 25th was, what, a few years ago, 10, 15 years ago now? Anyway, MCOE issued guidelines for reopening the schools. Here's some of the the elementary school highlights. Schools will reopen with both on-campus instruction and distance learning options. Now, options mean you have a choice. And a lot of parents are taking the distance learning option because they don't want their kids anywhere near those campuses. I think some of the options are private schools. That may be a distance learning option. Parents and visitors may have limited access to the school campus. Arrival and dismissal times will vary depending on social distancing and other requirements at your schools. Staggered lunches, recesses, and other transition times will happen. Large gatherings such as assemblies and dances are prohibited. There goes the Sadie Hawkins dance. Uh, Students must sanitize hands and seating area at the beginning and the end of each Period. Now I don't know if that's the students' seating area or where they sit. Students will be dismissed on a staggered schedule. All that sanitizer—they may be staggering. Permitted sports. This is what they will allow: swimming, one person per lane or every other lane. I don't—I've never seen swimming two people in a lane. Now water polo. I don't see water polo here. Oh no, that's next. That's down in the uh, not currently recommended. I should have guessed that. Here we go. Diving. Now, that's a one-person sport. You don't have two people jumping off the board at one time. That would uh, not look good at the bottom. Golf. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Tennis. Way big distancing there, unless you both run up to the net at the same time. Cheerleading. Now, that's uh, that's going to be really, uh, that's gonna be really uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't know how they're going to do that. Cross-country. Well, that makes sense. And then track and field. Sports not currently recommended: basketball, football, water polo, soccer, wrestling, baseball, softball, and volleyball. Assemblies, dances, and rallies are also not recommended at this time. Until we vaccinate your kids, and of course. You anti-vaxxers. God bless you. I don't know what is what. You know, I don't know if your kids are ever going to be able to go to school once they get a vaccine, because I have a feeling that's going to be mandatory. So that's the uh, information from MCOE as we know it. Now, this is a, an evolving, changing thing. And, of course, uh, other school boards have, oh, they've had challenges with this. They don't know. how and, and the money. Oh, the money, money, money. They need a lot of money. Everybody's kind of, uh, you know, anxious to get their workplace uh, modified. I don't know. They almost need to build another school for every school they have with this half day or the kid's going two days a week, and then the other two days are for the other half of the, the student staff. Friday is a, a catch-up day for those students that may need a, a little extra help. They can't get the two days they do go. And then, of course, staff enrichment time, which uh, they haven't lost any enrichment enrichment over the, uh, over the crisis here over the summer. Nobody lost their jobs. There was no layoffs. There was no cuts. Uh, there were no uh, reductions of pay. But that is a big concern, which we're going to hear now in this board meeting. We might as well start, because things always take longer than I anticipate, because I rattle on, and there's lots to talk about just besides the board meeting. But this is something I've wanted to bring you for a while. So let's lead into it. You're going to hear, it's going to start off with uh, El Presidente Adam Cox. Now, Adam Cox is a man that you may know of here about town. I think he works over at the county. He was uh, head of uh, headed up the Chamber of Commerce for a while. He's wore a a few different hats. In this role, he is the president of the Merced City School District Board of uh, what do they call that? Board of uh, not board of realtors, not board of supervisors. What's that called? Board of Trustees. Board of Trustees. So here we go to the here we go to the meeting of June 9th. This is at the end. This is after. Oh, I don't know, about three and a half hours. Everybody's a little tired. You know, they've been staring into the computer. They're at home. They're, well, let's just listen.
1: Okay. We are now nearing the end of our calendar. I'm going to invite you to simply review the events calendar and the governance calendar and go into the board member roundtable. I would like to start us off um, with a statement um, from the district, you know, regarding uh, some of the things that our country is going through right now Um, and then we'll go through our traditional board member roundtable. This is a very uh, unfortunate and serious issue. Our nation is reeling from the deaths of George Floyd and countless other people of color due to police brutality. Our hearts go out to the family and all victims of police brutality. We stand behind the right to protest peacefully Peacefully, rather, against racism, and believe that all forms of racism must be eliminated from our society. Additionally, we affirm the right of Americans to be safe and to be able to trust our peace officers to protect us from those that would do us harm. We offer our respect and appreciation to those peacefully protesting across our country and locally in Merced, and to the good men and women who take up the mantle of responsibility. To protect and serve. The board and our district specifically support African-American students and it is part of our strategic plan to interrupt implicit bias in our schools and eradicate systemic racism from our educational system.
0: So let me just stop the tape here a minute and uh, question whether or not there is systemic racism in our educational system. Now I assume President Cox is talking about the Merced City School District having systemic racism within its boundaries, within its purview, within its ranks, and also the implicit bias to interrupt the implicit bias. Why hasn't it been interrupted before? I find it very interesting that all these problems seem not to be at the forefront on May 24th. But on May 25th, Well, it's a huge problem and needs to be the number one concern. Let me continue. We will do better. The board has
1: made a specific point of improvement and will continue to improve. And I would like uh, this evening when we do adjourn, uh, that we do adjourn in memory of George Floyd and those who have lost their lives.
0: What do you mean those who have lost their lives? Everybody that's lost their lives? People of color that have lost their lives? Those that have lost their lives through the police brutality, the systemic racism of law enforcement? Or those that have lost their lives in the educational system? Which, what, what are we talking about?
1: Now I'm going to open it up to the board member roundtable. And Dr. Smith.
0: This is Dr. Shane well, thank you, Smith. Thank
2: Cox. Um, I'm glad the, the board is put our heads together and made this statement um, and I'm, among the many things that people have been talking to me about since our last meeting you know this is one of them um, and i think comments from gina chambers and, and amy brown uh, for really focusing me on this issue you know even more than i already was um, just to <clears throat> i'm really proud of some of the things that this board has done for inclusion in battling implicit bias you know not just in our strategic plan that we worked on with Dr. Rogers, Um, you know, we are going to interrupt implicitly biased systems in our district. And we need to understand what those things are, number one, and how to deal with them. Well, why don't you tell us? Why don't you
0: tell us what they are? We need to understand them. If you don't understand them, how are the parents supposed to understand them? How are the teachers supposed to understand them? You guys are the leaders. I find this so reactionary, so reactionary. And we see this on so many levels. These people are charged with teaching our children. And they're worried about these social issues that come to the forefront. What's, what's going to be next week? What's going to be the problem next week that we haven't looked at? Let's continue with Dr. Smith.
2: You know, if anybody has thoughts or suggestions or are listening, please shoot me, the board, an email. Um, I've got a few things in mind that I'm sure we'll be talking about in future board meetings. But I also want to just point out that this board in particular has really been focused on diversity in hiring. Um, we talked about this before Dr. Rogers' uh, hiring was announced, but in our this board six finalists for the superintendent seat, equal numbers of men and women, uh, two Hispanic, two African American, two Caucasian finalists. So I think this is something that we can really continue to work on as a board and as a district. But I'm really proud of this of the strides that we have taken, and as President Cox said, um, this board and I. You know, we support our African-American students 100%. And, you know, we need to do everything that we can to make sure that you know, no more hashtags and certainly not in Merced. So I want to thank President Cox for having the courage to read the statement and the board for joining all together to to put it together.
0: I'd like to think that they support all the students 100%, not just the African-American students. And if you're admitting that you have implicit bias, well, do do you uh, do you support the students? I mean, it's kind of an inconsistent statements here from the board. Wait till you hear the rest of this, which we'll uh, get into after the break. We're out of the first segment of Citizen Watch on Saturday morning. So happy to have you here with me. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley on Reset's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM K Y O S. Stick with us. Come, come, come,
3: come, 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 come.
0: Hey, here we are, Saturday morning. Citizen Watch, my name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. KYWX. I'll tell you, we have a lot of conversation in the nation and the world and Merced about race. Lately, uh, we've gotten away from character individual actions, individual responsibility, and we boiled it all down, evidently, to color of skin. Talking now about bringing back affirmative action here in the state of California, an archaic system that we got rid of, because it had served its purpose, was a failure in its implementation. It was inherently racist in its implementation It did not look at achievement. It was trying to achieve numbers, not based on performance. But now, we're back to the good old systems that didn't work because there's nothing new. They have nothing new to propose when I say they, the people in leadership. Trying to get our space back here. Uh, At the point, we were at the Merced City School District Board Meeting. This was held on June 9th of this month it was a long one this is at the end of the meeting the comments by the board members we heard from adam cox who's the president of the board current president of the board we had heard from dr shane smith who had indicated that it was the district desire the uh, trustees desire to eliminate racism systemic racism racism implicit bias within their own school district and this is to me very disturbing again if these problems existed before the George Floyd incident. Why wasn't it a priority? Let's continue now with more board members. This is Emily Langdon. She's a board member. She's going to talk about uh, the protests, the disruption that they would like to cause as board members. Let's continue.
1: Thank you, Dr. Smith. Dr. Langdon? I
4: um, My screen with my comments just went blank. Um, thank you. So I... Um, i too it was clear that um that you know we we waited for the board meeting to make a statement maybe that um took too long for some people but i think that um you know we we know that organizations move slower than individuals and so if you want one person to speak up they can do that if you want a group of people to commit it takes longer so i appreciate um the group coming together and and making a statement i want to be um I want to be really clear that we we had a really inspiring conversation in I think it was February when we all met in the steam center as a governance team and we talked about disrupting the systems that we actually are responsible for and it was it was exciting and um and I really felt It I felt excitement and I felt um, anxiety because change is hard and people say they want change, but then they don't. So it was really um, a commitment that this governance team made. And um, and the the plan that is put out there has pieces in there. The professional development on on implicit bias um, should be happening. My sense is it's not happening, and I'm glad teachers are calling for it because. We need to be calling for it. And we actually are calling for it. Um, I also wanna remind us that um, when we put our committees together, um, Miguel Lopez, who is now not on the board, um, suggested an equity committee. And I would like for us to rethink about that. I would like for us to have a place where we don't just make this the, the moment, but it truly is the movement. We need to look at our practices and our policies and we need to ask ourselves um, how to be anti-racist. That's really important.
0: I would agree. I would think that is very important. Also, teaching our children should be pretty important, too. Let's go on.
4: And I want to be part of this solution. And I think unless we have some structures in place, it can um, it can get away from us. Things happen. A global pandemic. A lot of things have been um, either coming to the forefront or um, getting pushed to the, to the back because of this. And I don't want our commitments to all of our students, but particularly to close the gap with the African-American students. We need to do better. And I believe as a governance team, we said we will, but I don't want um, that to be words. I want that to be structures and challenging um, the policies and procedures and providing the constant accountability that is required to undo so much of this. So I hope that we're all um, as committed now as we were in February when we were talking about it. And um, the second thing that I wanted to, um, well, we're we we have, we're still gonna talk about reopening, right? Is that coming yet, Mr. Cox?
1: Uh, tonight?
4: Are we gonna have a conversation? Or were we gonna talk about the Announcements about what's going on around reopening or
1: it's it's my understanding that we schedule um, a forum between now and the next board meeting
0: And the next board meeting was june 23rd just to give this conversation a little reference So the priority at june 9th, which was, uh, you know early After the george floyd incident was more about uh, racism systemic racism in the district uh, implicit bias training uh, for i guess employees this type of thing so they can pass along these points to the children but uh, n- n- you know as far as reopening in in august that that's not on the radar at this meeting let's go to the meet. let's continue uh-huh.
4: okay well, so was dr rogers we're you going to talk about that i i just i want to make sure that one of the things we bring up in the in the round table are the things that are you know that emerge and i know that there's a lot of uncertainty out there about about reopening and there have been um, there's been a lot of work and we need to talk about that. We need to constantly communicate about that. So I hope that that happens before the end of the meeting. I don't need to take up any more time. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Dr. Langdon. Well, before we get off that, Dr. Rogers, would would you like to address anything right now regarding s- school openings? Or um, I know that we had discussed having a study session for uh, your team to be able to share um, what you've been working on, uh, the options that are being put together uh, with the wider community. Do you have anything to add right now? Uh,
5: Can I add my comments?
1: I'm sorry, Ms. Kazakos. Yeah, I, I, was, I was definitely not skipping you. I was just going to follow up on Dr. Langdon. I, my apologies.
5: Sorry. I didn't mean to jump, to jump no. over, sorry. You're,
1: no, you are very fine. Uh, Thank important you. important
5: items on our agenda tonight. Shall I have Dr. Rogers proceed?
3: If you wouldn't mind.
5: Absolutely.
0: Very polite, aren't they?
3: Uh, Thank you, uh, Member Kazakos and uh, President Cox. Uh, Just just a real brief. um, uh, Some in the community may be aware that there is a superintendent's advisory team uh, comprised of practitioners from um, our organization as well as uh, the high school district, but also from community-based organizations, the County Office of Education and, and others to um, help advise our staff on putting together um, plans for reopening that we can submit to the board. But part of that effort is really to reach out and um, get the input from the community members themselves, parents, uh, families, find out what are they hoping for in this reopening. And so we will be surveying, uh, sending out a survey as of I believe tomorrow and um, gathering as much as we can in terms of stakeholder input uh, to inform the technical the very technical work that goes into uh, planning that reopening
0: we imagine the technical work that goes into teaching your children i mean look at the consultants he just listed off the county uh, public interest groups consultants can just to open the school To get the first period bell to ring? expect to bring
3: that to the board, um, uh, feasible reopening plans to the board uh, for review uh, prior to the uh, 23rd of this month, at which time we'll ask the board to formally review and ostensibly approve the plans for reopening schools this fall.
5: thank you you.
1: so there will be continued opportunity for the public to learn in more detail and to comment uh, and then for us to adopt uh, at a slightly later date perfect okay miss kazakos last but definitely not least
5: thank you Um, i'll just add to comments that were already made that um, As uh, Emily was saying, it's not enough for us to just wanna do better. We need to put action behind our words and our wants and our desires of wanting to do better and actually do better. Um, And I think we are absolutely ready for that. We're craving for that. We need to make sure that we are closing the gaps. Um, And we're ready for that. I was on, I believe it was Friday night uh, at a candlelight visual memory of George Floyd and saw um, some of our uh, staff members there. With their families with their children in peaceful protests um, or it wasn't necessarily a protest it was more of a candlelight rather but in support
0: no i think uh trustee kazakos got it right the first time let's continue
5: it wasn't necessarily a protest it was more of a candlelight rather but in support of the black lives matter movement so i think we are ready um, as a district and as a, as a community to move forward and put the actions behind our words
0: so board member kazakos is basically saying the board and a lot of the employees of the district, supports the Black Lives Matter movement and what they are trying to accomplish.
5: And make sure that we're doing the right thing and standing by our students, by our black students especially. Thank you.
0: Again, I would hope that the board members, the trustees, the district, the staff, the teachers would stand by all of the students, the entire student population, irregardless of race color or sex
1: all right thank you miss kazakos and um okay i i've been thinking for some time i I feel like i have a lot to say i might get it all out tonight i might i might not i might get myself in trouble tonight i don't know
0: before we get into uh adam cox's statement which is very eye-opening that'll take a whole nother segment after the break i just wanted to comment on what you've heard so far. The big deal is getting the schools back open. They have no idea. I've talked about this for weeks. They have no idea how they're going to do it. You're going to hear Adam in the next segment complain about the emails he's received, the uh, gnashing of teeth among the employees and how he feels it's very disingenuous. I have to agree with him. I have to agree with him. I think that Educating our children should be the number one priority. And while I understand the teachers and staff and everybody has safety concerns, so does the parents. So do the parents. And and they just want their children educated. And when you hear this back and forth and some of the concerns that the board says, you know, number one, these are the things we have to address immediately. We need to commit resources to all of these social issues as opposed to the safety and teaching of our children I don't see how they can do everything, and we know they don't have the money. You're going to hear uh, some comments about the cost of these things and where those monies are going to come from. Again, when we're sending the children basically two days a week from the original five, because you're going to have two days for one group of kids, two days for another, then Friday's the makeup day. Well, the way I look at that, that's two good days of education, and maybe that Friday you can get something done, but that's the teacher enrichment day too. So you're losing 60% of the school week. They're only retaining 40% of it. There's no extracurricular activities. There's no group sports, anything like that. It just seems that they have a lot on their plate over there at the board of uh, trustees for the Merced City School Districts. And I think they need to keep their eyes on the prize is getting these kids educated. We've already lost a half a year from March until June. There was no real end of the school year, the distance learning never really panned out because they didn't have the personal devices, the 5G for every child to be able to learn. And if one didn't have it, they didn't want to give it to any because that would hold some back. So I don't think the answer is to hold the whole class back just because one or two people didn't have, uh, excuse me, just because one or two people didn't have uh, internet service. I guess they've made arrangements for that now. They're actually buying actually buying internet service for those uh, children that don't have it you know they were going to park buses and let them idle there and let uh, let the students download their down their download their assignments again they haven't got this thing figured out going into august and here we are at the start almost of july We'll be back for the third and final segment of the 8 o'clock hour of Citizen Watch, continuing with the Merced City School District's board meeting from June 9th.
3: Hair. suckers stare, but I don't care. My game ain't knowledge, my game's fear. I've no remorse, so squares beware. But my true mission is just revenge. You ain't my set, you ain't my friend. Wear the wrong color, your life could end. Homicide's my favorite bench color. color. Okay. So I'll just walk like a giant Police defiant You'll say to stop But I'll say that I can't My gang's my family It's all that I have
0: I'm Hey, here we are As you all, You're the uh, only family I have right here On Saturday morning We do it together Citizen Watch My name's Casey Steed The voice of your valley On Merced's news, uh, Merced's news Talk 107.3 FM 1480 AM It's been a long week, folks It's been a really long week And here we are Third and final segment of the 8 o'clock hour So happy you're here with me We're uh, reviewing the board meeting that we had, excuse me, Merced City School District had June 9th, online Zoom meetings, kind of interesting to watch on YouTube. They have uh, everybody staring into their computer screen at like 15 people waiting for something to happen. But anyway, uh, this is the kind of the last comments from the board members. We've covered the racism, the inherent racism in the school district that exists, the implicit bias training that needs to happen because evidently there's implicit bias in the district. All of these things I had no idea about before May 25th. I guess uh, there had some people had talked about it in June but or February at some sort of enrichment meeting where the disruption of the current system appealed to some of the board members. We've already heard that from Ms. Langdon. But now let's go to Adam Cox and his final comments about people complaining.
1: And, um, okay, I... I've been thinking for some time. I, I feel like I have a lot to say. I might get it all out tonight. I might. I might not. I might get myself in trouble tonight. I don't know. Um,
0: Whenever anybody says that, they should probably stop talking. Um,
1: you know, suffice it to say that we're living um, in in very strange and unfamiliar times. Um, you know, life was shut down uh, with 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 very little notice, um, and this is not something that we're alone in. This is something that. That virtually the entire world is dealing with. Certainly, the United States, being the hardest hit, uh, is dealing with, uh, and and that's meant that we have had to change the way that we fundamentally deliver our services uh, in the blink of an eye, um, building Rome overnight, and. I think one of the things that has bothered me the most, and you know what, and I, I, I don't expect anyone to cry for me. You know, we're elected officials, we ran for this. I have broad shoulders and, you know, sometimes thick skin, sometimes it's thin skin. And lately it's it's been thin skin. Uh, I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble um, with some of the really nasty messages that some of our staff members have been sending the board. Um, very, very uncalled for uh very rude um you know and i try to give people leeway because you know we're all under stress um what i'm having a really hard time dealing with you know i was on the board so was miss kazakos when we had to hand out 45 pink slips in 2010 or 2011. now we didn't end up having to lay anyone off thank god but that wasn't a fun process, ruining someone's livelihood. And it's completely out of your control, right? I mean, we're getting our money from the state. This is not, this is not some issue of our, of our own making. And I'm having a really, really hard time taking these nasty grams from folks who are pissed that they still have a full-time job and who are angry that they have to go back into the classroom. I'm tired of seeing emails from folks letting us know the impact they've had and what they do and sharing their calendars with us. Um, the thing that gets me though, several emails had something along the lines of, you know, I, in, in my special position as TSA or TL, uh, I can affect three or four. 500 students. I'm only going to be able to do that for 35 students when I get to the classroom. I'm, I am so sorry. I was one of those 35 students. You were one of those 35 students. Every single person watching this right now was one of those 35 students. So what's the big deal if you can only positively affect 35 students? I, I, I'm, I'm having a real hard time understanding why people are so bitter that they still have a full-time job with no pay cuts. They have job security. And yet we're being beat up for factors beyond our control. I've had several people ask why we we didn't do this earlier. And, And quite frankly, if we have any fortune tellers out there, please let us know because we would very much appreciate being able to know what's coming next. Dr. Rogers, Started a mere few months ago with a very, very strong mandate from the board to change this culture. It's a rotten culture we have.
0: Now, there's an admission that you won't hear every day from the president of the Merced City School District Board of Trustees.
1: We have wonderful employees for the most part.
0: Wonder which ones aren't good employees or aren't wonderful. Could you let us know, Adam? Excuse me, President Cox.
1: Our employees have not been given the support and direction that they need.
0: And whose fault would that be? Maybe he'll tell us.
1: In case anyone hasn't realized, fewer than half of our students read on grade level.
0: Whoa, now there's an admission. Hey, if that doesn't make you wanna send your kids to private school, we'll keep listening.
1: What we've been doing for the past decade how we have been directing and supporting teachers has not been enough.
0: Wow. Here we go. Keep going, Adam. It's not moving the needle. There you go. Now you know. No progress. Don't you love it when they talk honestly after three and a half hours of a meeting?
1: Things need to change. They need to change on a massive scale.
0: Maybe we need a new school board.
1: It just so happened that we demanded this change and brought Dr. Rogers in before the world fell apart. And now plans are having to be sped up in order to affect some of these changes. Uh, I, I am just so disappointed by staff members who have no idea and, and, and for good reason, because we haven't shared the ideas yet, but we haven't shared the ideas because things are moving at lightning speed. But I, I'm just amazed at staff members riding in making comments you know i'm refusing to do the teacher academy i refuse to support this i refuse to support that you guys don't even know what it is yet you don't know how it's going to benefit you and and quite frankly again what we've been doing isn't working
0: now if you're a parent and you're hearing this i don't know how many parents tune into the board meetings i don't even know if we have pta associations anymore I think it's just the teachers association dictating what they will and will not do. And here we see the internal, the internal workings. Again, uh, you don't want to see how sausage or bologna is made, folks, but this is so interesting. The internal dissension we have over there at the school districts about how the employees are going to be compensated, protected. Nothing about teaching yet, nothing about teaching, but acknowledging the systemic failure for decades. What do you say? Decades? We haven't moved the needle let's continue
1: how can anyone be proud of our test scores
0: well i don't think many parents are they shouldn't be and this
1: crisis has simply laid bare the issues that we have been limping through
0: for years wow i have never heard such honesty at a board meeting from educators about the lack the lack of accountability in our system. Finally, somebody's admitting it. Let's continue. And as
1: Dr. Langdon said, people like to say that they like change, but when you get pushed out of your comfort zone, oh, all bets are off and oh heck no. And and I I am just so disappointed. And and and, and let me let me be very clear here. Of our five hundred plus teachers, this is this is the vast majority of you are just wonderful absolutely wonderful world-class leaders who we are going to who dr rogers is going to be able to support
0: and move that needle we haven't moved the needle in the last decade but now with a new superintendent from sacramento watch out
1: it's it's just a small group small but very vocal group of people who insist on toxic messages
0: isn't that true with most issues adam Excuse me, President Cox.
1: Because they don't like the decisions that we have been forced into. Keep the teacher librarians. Don't you think that we'd all like to keep the teacher librarians? (laughs) I love teacher librarians. I love libraries. I love books. I guarantee you there's not a single member of this board who wants to cut teacher librarians.
0: I hope he likes all books and all subjects. I hope we don't have censorship over there. Did we get rid of Gone with the Wind out of the library? But guess what?
1: We have a $12 million hole out of a $120 million budget.
0: Now, quickly, my MCOE math that's 10%, folks.
1: 85% of our budget is salaries and benefits.
0: So that means 15% goes to the kids.
1: So this board has prioritized your livelihoods and the education of our students.
0: Well, 85% we prioritize to the employees, 15% we prioritize to the students.
1: And the thanks that we get is you didn't tell us in time because you didn't know the pandemic was coming. And spitting in our face. And quite frankly, I just can't stand it. And so I hope that people can really reflect on what's going on here.
0: Boy, I sure hope they can too. I hope everybody that's listening to this is reflecting on what's really going on with the education, or should I say the lack of?
1: And can give a little bit of leeway that with a $12 million budget hole and $40 million of cash deferrals, that we're doing the best that we can to deliver the best education that our students deserve.
0: Well, I think with those uh, acknowledgments that uh, they're failing. That less than or barely half the children can read. They're not getting the education they deserve. But let's finish up with Dr. Smith, Dr. Shane Smith.
2: President Cox, I just would like to support what you said, and I'll just summarize, because it's been a long meeting for everybody. But we're we have had to make some difficult decisions that have gotten a lot of very thoughtful discussion. They've been supported by a lot of thought and presenting options to us from administration and Dr. Rogers. We all are in a situation where we're dealing with impossible stresses, but we have to somehow figure out how to do better. And we're all having to change the way that we do things, the way that we thought we were being successful. That's all been taken away. But you weren't successful. You just admitted it. I'm really proud of the fact that this board has been unified with Dr. Rogers in doing everything that we can to make sure, as President Cox just said, whatever horrible decisions that we have to make, that people are not gonna lose their jobs or take a pay cut or lose their family's health benefits until we have zero other options. And I gotta tell you, there is not one private enterprise in the entire United States that thinks that way. And I say that as the only one on the Zoom call who doesn't work for a government. So I really think that we're all doing our best. I'd like to ask everybody to step up and get focused on what we're here for this is about teaching kids there is no other reason for us to be here it is not so that we can be on school boards or have jobs it is so that we can teach kids and it is painful for everyone it is painful for all of us but president cox is right a lot of people good people smart people have been working very hard tirelessly and most of our merced kids can't read on grade level
0: now i'm going to end playing of the board meeting with that comment. Most of our kids in Merced cannot read on grade level. And yet we're concerned about bias training. We're concerned about systemic racism in our school system. We're concerned about employees that don't want to come back to work, that don't know how they're going to do their jobs, that want some sort of guarantee The frustrations that the board members feel. Again, I just wanted to play that. I thought it was eye-opening, enlightening of what's going on over there with the education of your children. Don't be too disturbed. We'll bring more of this board meeting if we can. There were some more interesting comments by Dr. Smith, also board member Kazakos followed up with some of the social engineering standards they want to teach or try again what happened to the three Rs? reading writing and arithmetic i guess that's out the window hey speaking about the window we're out of this uh we're out of time the eight o'clock hour citizen watch saturday morning so happy you've been here with me my name is casey steed the voice of your valley mercedes news talk 107.3 fm 1480 am kyos maybe it'd be easier to be on the moon stick with us uh, through the break the bonus half hour we will have a little giveaway at the end of the bonus half hour doing it a little differently this week. See you later.